once again to our today's teaching. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, kindly remember to subscribe so that you can get more of these teachings. Also remember to hit the, the bell so that you can always be reminded when we upload our teachings. Welcome. Father, we thank you for this day. You've given us once again this opportunity to share your word. We thank you for our hearts are ready to hear from you. And we thank you that that word which shall enter our hearts shall bear fruit a hundredfold. We thank you, Father, that we know who you are and what you did for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank even as our minds be, are being renewed, we shall be able to manifest you in your fullness. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today I want us to look at mind renewal. Now you see we, we are progressing. We are progressing in the fullness of our new man. So now we know what sin is, what happened to sin. We now understand why all men are now clean to receive from the tree of life. That is salvation. We've seen what salvation is. And remember when we looked at sin and what Jesus did to it, that was redemption. So now we have seen what redemption is. We know what salvation is. Now let us look at mind renewal. You know, after being born again, after being a son of God and being created anew, it doesn't stop there. There is a purpose that God has for you. And the purpose of God is for you to manifest himself in the fullness in this world. The purpose of God is that your life be a reflection of his light. The purpose of God is that through you, he shall reconcile many, many poor people, many people in this world to himself. So for this to happen, you need to renew your mind. For you to be fit and to know the perfect will of God, you have to renew your mind. For you to walk for that purpose, to walk in that purpose that God prepared for you ahead in Christ Jesus, you must renew your mind. So let us go immediately to Romans chapter 12. Very important scripture here. Uh, we read verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You know, many times we talk about offerings. What does God want me to offer? I will offer money, I will offer tithe, I will offer... You know, we have made offerings to be in forms of money and things. But listen to what God is saying here. The offering that God wants, it is our body. God wants our body. Why does he want our body? Because God is spirit. This earth he has given dominion to me and you, to men. So for God to, to minister to people of the world, for God to manifest himself to this world, he needs your body. That's why he purchased you. That's why you belong to him. So when he, when he gets your body, the spirit of God gets to dwell in you. And through you, he gets to manifest Christ into this world. Let me remind you, the only purpose, ultimate purpose of God is that men come into salvation. Is that men get to know him is that men believe in Jesus. How will this happen? By us preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel does not necessarily mean having a mic and standing somewhere and talking. Our lives can preach the gospel. Our thoughts can preach the gospel. Our actions can preach the gospel. Our lives, in, our entire lifestyle as a believer should be manifesting Christ. It should be manifesting the love of God and the grace of God and the wisdom of God apart from the wisdom of men. So the sacrifice that God wants from men 
is their bodies. Amen? And when you remember about the body, you remember that the engine of the body is the mind. This body is a product of the mind. That's why it is written in the Old Testament, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We are all a product of our minds because what a man set his mind to do, he will do it. So when God wants the body, he wants with the mind renewed. Let's see what the second, the second verse says. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there is a good will for God for you, there is an acceptable will of God for you, and there is the perfect will of God for you. For you to walk in the will of God, it will be purely dependent on the level of your mind renewal, purely dependent on how much you know God. You can only manifest God as much as you know Him. That which you do not know of God, you will not be able to manifest it. So God is saying here, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. You know, naturally when we grew up, we've been told things like grow up, go to school, go to nursery school, go to primary school, oh, you must finish, go to college, go to high school, get a degree. There is that pattern that we have been told in our lives. There is that pattern that you grew up with, get a degree, get a job, live your life, get a husband, have your children. So we all are always living in that pattern. We all have different patterns. There is a pattern that you are taught in your family. There is a pattern that you learned and people do in your, in your, in your country or in your village. So we, we have always grown to know that pattern. There is a pattern that your father and mother have and you are all feeling like we should grow into this pattern. My father was a lawyer, my mother was a doctor. We can only be lawyers and doctors in this family. Those are the patterns of this, of this world. There are systems of this world. Those are systems of this world. Now there is the pattern of God. There is the will of God. There is the perfect plan of God for you. Now, even though you are born again, you are already a new creation. You already belong to God. You are a son of God. Unless you renew your mind, you still find yourself living as a person of the world. That's why, for example, you, you, you hear things, people say like, I am born again, but I'm still struggling with alcoholism, I'm still struggling with drugs. No, the problem is not that you are not born again. The problem is not that now you'll go to hell because you're doing these things and now you're backslidden. No, the problem is you are lacking knowledge of your new identity. Remember, the knowledge of good and evil came with Adam. When Adam partook from the tree of life, that was when this idea of seeing yourself as a, I'm, a, I'm a loser, I'm a sinner, I am not worthy, I am naked, I, you, this one is not dressed well, this one does not talk well. All these judgments of good and evil, they came from there. So when man fell, it was this knowledge that made him fall. Now for you that you have been disconnected, you have now been reconciled to God. You are now a partaker of the kingdom of God. What remains is for you to wash your mind. Even though your spirit is born again and perfect, your soul still needs to be trained. Your soul needs to submit to the nature of the spirit. In your spirit, you are holy, you are perfect, you are blameless. When God says, as he is, you are, it means in your spirit. In fact, you are Christ completely. The only difference or the only reason why you might not see it is because your mind is yet to be renewed. If you see yourself as Christ does, you will not see, see any weakness or any 
or any default, you will not have a sin consciousness mind, but you will have a Christ consciousness mind. A mind that will able will make you to see things as God does and to do things as God does. Amen. So mind renewal, I will make it as simple as possible. It is simply getting rid of all knowledge that is not of God and putting in the knowledge of God. So in Ephesians chapter 5, when we were studying about comparing the, the, the husband and the wife as the picture of Christ and the church, we saw that it was Jesus who, who sanctifies us. Actually, it is his responsibility to sanctify us by the washing. He cleanses us by the washing of the water by the word. It is in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26. So Jesus has already played his part of sanctifying you. Jesus has, play, has already... <coughs> Play this part of setting you apart. How did he do it? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says, And Christ who is in you, your wisdom, your sanctification, your redemption, and your... Let us look at it. Let me read it for you so you can understand what it means. Christ is your sanctification. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says... But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So as far as God is concerned, God has already sanctified you. God has already redeemed you. God is your wisdom. You know, the Christ in you. That's why it says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's why it is said, Christ in me, the hope of glory was the mystery that was hidden from the people of the age, but now has been made known to us that by receiving Christ, you have received the fullness of the Godhead. You have received everything that pertains to God. You are sanctified by Christ being in you. You are righteous. You are holy. You are blameless. You are perfect as it is you are. Now, the only difference, the only thing that is remaining for this which is in your spirit to manifest in the natural is the soul, is the mind. The soul is the will the mind and the emotions. So our new man, our old man is dead. We are now a new creation. So the only thing old about us is this mind. We still think like the world even though we are born of God. We still think with the patterns of the, of the systems and beliefs of the world even though we belong to the heavenly system. So what remains is for us to renew our mind. In fact, the life of a believer the journey of a believer from the day you receive Christ to the day that will be the day that God will decide now you need to sleep or the day that will be final is mind renewal. The only way we can live to our purpose, the only way we can walk to that which God wants us to do is by renewing our mind. Remember I said you are a product of your thoughts. You are a product of your mind. If you don't like what you manifest, then you have to deal with your mind. That's why... When Paul writes to us about our minds in, in, let me look at it, in Philippians, Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, when Paul is telling us about what to meditate on, what did he say? Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble. So remember, the mind that is in you is the mind that knew evil. 
is the mind that knew this is wrong, this is right, this is good, this is not. It is always about fighting about evil and good. When you see people, even before you see good in them, you're already judging them. Look at how she's dressed. Look at how her hair looks. Look at how her makeup looks. That is the mind that was upon men. But now we are being told, remove that mind and put on the mind of Christ. What does Christ see? He sees whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever things are pure. When, when, you are, when your heart, when you, you are full of the word of God, when Christ richly dwells in your heart, you will see things as pure. You will see things as, you know, like he says, to the pure, all things are pure. You will see people as God does. You will see people beyond just their natural, beyond how they are dressed, beyond how they talk, beyond how it just looks in the natural. You will see as Christ does. So a mind that is renewed is a mind that is stayed on God. A mind that thinks, as Paul says in Philippians 4, 8, a mind that is focused on Christ. A mind that thinks as Christ does. A mind that sees the world as Christ does. This is the only thing we believers are doing. This is why we study the word of God. This is why we gather and edify each other. Because without the word, we cannot be renewed. Remember, we are removing all the knowledge, all, all, the, all the operations that are in our minds and putting the word of God. It is very important for you as a believer to spend quality time studying the word of God. There is a difference between reading a Bible and studying the word. Remember, the word of God is a person. He's living, he's active, he's alive. Studying the word is studying by the help of the Holy Spirit, rightly dividing it, putting it in the perfect perspective of the finished works of Christ. There is a difference. There are so many of us who are Bible readers and they know all scriptures and they know all verses and they can quote them. But this word has no fruit. It, has, it bears no fruit in them because it has not dwelt in their hearts. You must study. And after studying, you must meditate. You must imagine this word of God being alive in you. When this word becomes one with you, it will manifest. For example, when it comes to something simple as healing, yeah, there is a sickness in your body. There is a pain in your body. There is a report that the doctor has given you. You know what? You have this cancer. You have this sickness. Now you have to remember that you have the power over your body and over yourself more than that report. And what is the power? The power is in your mind. You can choose to renew your mind. You can choose to wash it. You can choose to be so full of the life of God that even this cancer will just bow down, that even this report will just bow down to you. You can be so full of the word of God. You can see yourself as healed. You can see yourself as restored. You can see yourself as strong. He says as he is, you are. He says, let your mind be on those things that are noble, those things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report. There is a bad report from the doctor, but God is telling you, hold on to the good report of Christ. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Let me tell you, when your spirit is whole because Christ is in you and your mind is renewed, it will not matter what your body shows. It will not matter what manifests in your body because your body at the end of the day must bow down to the spirit in you. Remember, it is the spirit who gives life. The life that you are living now, it is coming from the Spirit of God who is in you. The flesh profits nothing. Meaning, if you take charge of your mind, submit your mind to the Spirit of God in you. School your mind, wash your mind, train your mind, put on the new man. 
see yourself as Christ sees you. Walk as Christ wants you to walk. Be in that perfect union with God just in your mind. Your body will be having no option than to submit to your spirit and manifest healing. You know, many times when we talk about healing, people just want quickie things, you know. Just lay your hands on me and the symptom is over. Just lay your hands on me and that thing is fixed. But you see, as a believer, in fact, you are a carrier of healing. You don't even need me to lay hands on you. You don't need anyone to lay hands on you. You need to work out your healing. You need to manifest your healing. It is in you. You manifest it by renewing your mind. Because as a man thinks he is, when you put on the mind of Christ, that pain will go. That weakness will go. All that struggle will just go. And you'll start finding yourself walking in the fullness of the life of God. The life of God is in you. The person that needs to be laid hands on, they are the non-believers. They are the ones who don't know God. We heal them by our faith. But you, you are a carrier of God. You are a carrier of divine healing. You are a carrier of all that pertains to God, all that pertains to life. It is in you. So the only reason to manifest this outside is to renew your mind. The mind of a person is a very important aspect, is a very important parcel of your life. Everything you see happening in this world, they are coming from our minds. The creativity that you see, technological creativities, the writing creativities, the actions, everything you see, it, it came from somebody's mind. Somebody sat down and thought about it and it came into life. Now imagine you filling that mind with the word of God. Just how much, how much of God can you do? Look at the life of Jesus, for example. Jesus is the kind of a person when he's going to a burial, instead of partaking and putting soil in the body, he resurrects them. Look at Jesus when he's going to cross a river. He doesn't cross like, you know, I'm just trying to imagine how it is naturally. Jesus walks on water. Jesus stood out. Jesus always was beyond the league of the people. There's always, Jesus was not average. Jesus was not just a man. Jesus was God in a man. And so are we. The things that Jesus did, we shall do greater. Even he said, if I go to my father, you shall do greater works than I did. But how can we do this greater works? By putting on the right mind. By putting on the mind of Christ. Let me show you something in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, in regards to the renewal of the mind, he says, I love this scripture. Oh my God, thank you Jesus for your word. He says, Let's begin from verse 22. Let's begin from 21. He says, If indeed you have heard of him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. If indeed you've heard of Jesus, and you've been taught by him as the truth, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. That is the old man. The old man always wants to walk according to the lust of the flesh. The old man always wants to walk according to what the eyes can see, according to what he can smell. The old man wants to walk by sight. The, the old man wants to walk with carnal knowledge. But he now tells you that you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Did you hear that? That you put on. So you, as a believer, you have the responsibility of putting on. 
The new man is ready. He is already in you. He is perfect. Now God is telling you, put him on. Put him on. What does it mean? Walk in the consciousness. Walk in the consciousness of the new man in you. That is your responsibility. Mind renewal is your responsibility. God is not coming to teach you to renew your mind. God is not coming to renew your mind for you. God has saved you. God has redeemed you. God has made you his son by faith in Jesus Christ. Now it is your responsibility to renew your mind, to wash it and prove his perfect will for you. The only way you'll ever find yourself being where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do and sustaining it, you have to renew your mind. My brothers and my sisters, the aspect of renewing our mind is very important. The reason why you see there are so many doctrines flowing left, right and center, conflicting, is because minds are not yet renewed. Many people are preaching the gospel with their carnal minds and they end up misleading people. But when you, when you take time into studying, when you give yourself into studying and renewing your mind, you will start grasping the truth of Jesus, like he says, Jesus being the truth and preaching Christ. There is nothing to give into this world apart from Christ. There is no message we have for this world except Jesus Christ. And the only way we can stand and tell people who Jesus Christ, what he did and what he says is if we renew our mind, if we put on the mind of Christ, if we think as God thinks. Let's look at another scripture in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. From verse 10, it's still going the same way from verse 9. I love this scripture. Let's begin from verse 8. It says, but now you yourselves are to put off all this. Put off. I love the way it, it is written. Put off. So it means it is my responsibility. I have the ability. I have the responsibility of putting off. There are options provided for me. So I have to put this off and put this on. So it says, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. So it means when you see a believer walking in anger, in malice, in filthy language, when you see a believer walking the flesh, it does not mean that they have backslidden. It does not mean that they were not saved, they were pretending, no. It means they are still holding on to the old mind. There is nowhere the old man will take you except to fulfill the lust of your flesh. The law of sin and death is still at work at the old man. That's why you must put off this old man who is working under the law of sin and death and put on the new man who is working at the law of the life of life of Christ. It is an intentional thing you have to do. He continues to say, and I've put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of in the image of him who created him. So, when God gave birth to you anew in salvation, he made you perfect. The spirit, you know, it says it says he sealed you with his spirit. He sealed you with his spirit. So, it is the spirit of God that is at work in you. It is the spirit of God that is in you. You are sealed. There is a difference between being sealed and being filled. You are sealed by the Spirit. Now when you renew your mind, when you study the word and you walk in it, you become now spirit-filled. To be spirit-filled is to be full of the knowledge of God. Not just the knowledge of God, the accurate knowledge of God. 
When your mind is clean and operating in the knowledge of God, it is the day that you shall do your purpose. It is the day that you shall do the signs and wonders. It is the day that you shall heal the sick. It is the day that you shall preach the gospel. It is the day that you shall raise the dead. It is the day that you shall manifest the kingdom of God here on earth because that is why you are here. You will manifest the kingdom of God wherever God has put you, whether it is in your office, whether it is in your workplace, whether it is in your home. When you put on the new mind, you become limitless. You become nothing can stop you. You are like a wind. Jesus said that which is born of the Spirit is like wind. You just hear him, you know, gushing, but you cannot tell where he's going or where he's coming. That is the person that is born of the Spirit. We limit ourselves when we want to walk with the old knowledge. We limit ourselves when we want to walk with the carnal mind. Remember you are born of the spirit. You are a spiritual being. A spiritual being cannot, they have nothing in common with a carnal mind. That's why you hear people teaching and telling people, use your common sense. It is divine given by God. It is a lie. Common sense is fleshy knowledge. Common sense is, is, is a knowledge of this world. That is not the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is the Spirit. God says as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. The only way you will live a life that is of Christ, a life as a son of God, is if you walk in the Spirit, if you refuse to conform to the patterns of this world, if you choose to be transformed. The only way you will live a transformed life, that people will look at you and say, by the way, it is true, you are dead, now you are alive, you are once lost, now you are found, is if you renew your mind. The only way you will transform the lives of everyone around you is if you renew your mind. Our power is in the mind. Right now, the only battle is in the mind, for your mind. Because whoever gets the stronghold in your mind has taken over you. Amen? Let me show you another scripture in 2 Corinthians. So you know many times when you tell people to renew their minds, they may ask you, what do you mean? And how do we renew our mind? Like we said, the weapon that we use to renew our mind is the word of God. And like I began by saying, there are strongholds, there are patterns in our mind that we have grown with, that we have to get rid of and put on the knowledge of God. I want to read for you this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Our lives here on earth is not an average life of just the flesh. It becomes an error when you are born again, you are born again, you are a believer, you are a son of God, yet you just want to fit into this world, to live just as people live, to just have an average life as everyone else does. The life of God for you is greater. The purpose of God for you is greater. God wants you to do what no man can do by the power of his Holy Spirit. Every believer is prepared and accustomed and, and endowed to do much more by the Spirit. So he says, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Every thought we have in our mind that is of the system of this world, that is not of God, is a stronghold. There are people who believe that I will never live up to 50 years because in my family people die at 40. That is a stronghold. There are people who believe I will never be rich, I will never own a car, I will never own a house because in my family everybody dies poor. That is a stronghold. There are people who are very convinced because my mother had breast cancer, I can only have breast cancer when, I, breast cancer when I'm 50. It is a must. There is no way I can escape it. That is a stronghold. There are people who look at their children and they say, 
my son is a drunkard but no i'm not surprised even his father was a strong was was a very bad drunkard that is a stronghold you must remove it how do you deal with it let us see what the word says casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ if there is any knowledge in your mind that is exalting itself against christ there is nothing you can do but just to remove it to bring it down there are so many things being preached as the gospel and the only way we can bring them out you know these things of sow a seed to prosper do and this do this and this for God to do that for you the only way we can bring all these strongholds down the only way we can bring all these high things down is by filling ourselves with the word of God is by preaching the exact knowledge of Christ the only way you can go past those things you call generational curses or the patterns of my family you have to remove those strongholds you have to see yourself as Christ does remember you have been born again you are a new creation in fact you don't even have a past so where is a generational curse coming from and if there is any generation for you it is that of Christ did you see any curse in Christ so you have to renew your mind and it says very clearly with the knowledge of Christ There is no knowledge in this world that is higher than Christ. There is no knowledge that is as powerful as that of Christ. Of course the world says knowledge is power. Now imagine now the knowledge of Christ how powerful it can be. So mind renewal is you washing your mind. It is you renewing your mind. It is you wanting to live a transformed life which begins with your mind. It begins with what you know. It is you bringing everything captive to the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything in your mind just go through your mind and see that stronghold. You know that high thing that has made your life to be stagnant, that has made your life not to even have fruit or being transformed. You have to put it down. You are not a drunkard. You are not a thief. You are not a murderer. You are not a poor person. You are not these things that you call you are not a loser. You are a son of God. You are as Christ is. And the only way you will see this thing that God says about you is if you put on his mind. See yourself as God sees you. When God looks at you, he sees Christ. That's why you are always a fragrance, a fragrance, a perfume, beautiful smelling to him like an aroma. God doesn't see you stinking. You are perfect. You are as Christ is. Then why do you have to see yourself as stinking? Why do you have to see yourself as shortfall, lacking the glory of God? You have to renew your mind. Amen. You have to see yourself as God does. You have to walk in the fullness of the Godhead. You have to manifest the power and the life of God on this earth. The power is in your mind. The power is in your mind, I repeat. Take charge of your mind and you will take charge of everything concerning you. If you do not like the things you are doing, if you do not like the people you are associating with, if you do not like the places you are going to, begin dealing with your mind. You see, like a car with an engine. If if ever you realize there is a problem with your car, I may not explain it into details. You you the first thing you'll do probably is to check your engine if it is well oiled, if it is well taken care of because when an engine is taken care of, the car will just move smoothly. The same way with a computer. There are programs in a computer that make your computer to function as it is. 
if you have a problem if you don't like the current program what do you do you remove it and put another so it is with your mind your mind is like a computer program it is like an engine of a car if you want your body which is a car to move smoothly oil your mind with the good oil with the perfect oil which is the word of god if you don't like the program your your, your body is manifesting go back to your mind and renew it put on the mind of christ put on the new man let me show you something as we finish this teaching in colossians chapter 3 very important scripture that we need to know you know so many times we try to live this life of you are separating life you know this is career this is god this is marriage you are trying to separate life this is where jesus can come this is where jesus can't come but let me tell you something look at colossians chapter 3 from verse 1 it says if then you are raised with christ seek so, seek those things which are above where christ is sitting at the right hand of god set your mind on things above not on things of the earth if truly you are raised with christ like we said a person that has been raised with christ is a new creation is a person that has been born again it is a son of god if truly truly you believe in your heart that i'm not of this world i am born of god i am a new creation then you must set your mind on things above if truly you are a son of god and you are from above you must function with the operations from heaven with the mind of heaven with the mind of christ it is impossible for you to say I am a believer, I am a son of God, I am a new creation, and yet you want to operate with the knowledge of the world. Yet you want to operate with the knowledge of tree of evil, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It is an error. You must put on the mind of Christ. It will be a mismatch. There is nothing that will come out of it. He says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Then he says, when Christ is our life, when Christ is our life, I want you to get that. Christ is your life. You have no life apart from Christ. Remember, when Christ found you, you were dead. He raised you up in him. Christ is your life. Christ is your mind. Christ is your wisdom. Christ is your immunity. Christ is your provider. Christ is your inheritance. Christ is your strength. That's why he says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ is your all in all. So it means your mind should be so renewed that the only thing you know, the only thing you are thinking about is Christ. Like he says, let me show you something else in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. There is a very important thing about fixing your eyes on Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He says from verse 18, but we all with unveiled face Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. What happens when you when you behold Christ as your life? When you behold Christ as your life, you become more and more as him in the physical manifestation. When you behold Christ as your life, you begin to speak as Christ. You begin to do as Christ. You begin to reason as Christ. You begin Everything in your life just manifests Christ. You become as He is from glory to glory. You can only get better and better as He is. So if you find yourself manifesting the flesh, then it means your focus is elsewhere. Your focus is not on Christ. Because I already said, if you focus on Christ as your life, you'll only manifest Him. Even though we are living in this world and we are still in the flesh, 
we are prone to having tribulations and challenges here and there for example like sickness i love to talk about sickness because i know it is very real and most of us are struggling with one or another but i want you to tell you something as much as there could be a pain or an infection or a sickness in your body if you behold christ you continue beholding christ you will manifest healing Oh yes without a doubt you will manifest wholeness and your wholeness will make even other more people whole it is all about your manif- it is all about where you are beholding it is all about whom you are beholding we do not deny what is happening in the flesh but also we cannot deny that he in us is greater than he in the world we cannot deny that the life of god in us is greater than this flesh we cannot deny that the christ is the one who died and resurrected So we have to behold Christ. By beholding Christ the flesh has nothing on us. By beholding Christ this world has nothing on us. No matter how many outbreaks of diseases or infections of or viruses come, as you are beholding Christ they'll just be passing. You are you're not even aware of these things happening because you are so busy beholding Christ and manifesting Christ. You are drawing from life and you are giving life. You are drawing from God and you are giving God. You are drawing everything that pertains to him and giving it to mankind that's why you are here that's why we are you are here on earth to manifest god to manifest christ you must behold on the lord jesus christ to behold on the lord jesus christ means to be richly indwelt with the word of god to be full of the spirit You know many times we think oh to be full of the spirit is to fall down under the anointing and roll on the floor and remove all this kind of saliva that is not true that is drama to be full of the spirit is to be full of the knowledge of God the accurate knowledge of God that your life becomes a life to others that wherever you go you are the presence of God That wherever you go even people didn't know peace they start experiencing peace because you are a carrier of peace wherever you go if people are sick they begin standing and walking in their feet because you carry healing that is the life of god in you that's why you have eternal life in you your eternal life is not for you to just live as you want and then die and go and be with christ no your eternal life is for you to shine the light of god into this world You have a purpose, you have a responsibility. There is a perfect purpose of God for you to manifest Christ. And this is only possible if we put on the new mind. The reason why we teach this word, the reason why we gather like I said, let me show you in Ephesians chapter 4. I'll close with this one now. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11, a very famous verse we probably have heard of it. It says And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The reason why God has gifted us with these offices or with this knowledge or this with this power is for us to edify each other in the body of Christ. Is for us to educate each other on who we are in Christ. It's for us to equip each other. You know, your ministry is who you are. There is no ministry in a building somewhere. Your ministry is you, the God in you. You are the temple of God. So everything you are doing as a believer, it is ministry. That's why you have to know what am I thinking? What am I doing? So when your mind is fully on Christ, then you are able to 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 manifest your ministry fully. Ministry is not something elsewhere. Ministry is you and what you do. 
wherever God has placed you, that is ministry. As your husband, that is ministry. As a wife, that is ministry. As an employer, an employee, wherever you are as a businessman, that is ministry. For those people around you to see Christ, that is ministry. So when we gather as sons of God, we gather to to edify each other, to equip each other so that when you go back to your ministry, when you continue with your life, you have the knowledge, you have the wisdom on how to live as a son of God. You see? So we are equipping each other until we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We are already perfect as Christ is in our new creation. What remains is in knowledge because it is this knowledge that will work in our minds and we'll be able to live transformed lives and transform other lives. So it is important to always seek knowledge, the correct knowledge of God. It is important to have people that you fellowship with. And I thank God because we are living an era where you don't even need to meet with people physically. We are doing it even online. People are gathering on WhatsApp. People are gathering on Telegram. People are gathering on Messenger. People are gathering on Facebook. The gospel is everywhere. It is for you now to make yourself available. It is for you to be intentional about wanting to learn, wanting to study, and opening up your heart to receive the word of God. The word of God is like, right now it is, it is flourishing. It is being preached everywhere. Just know, where do I get it from? Whom do I learn from? What do I learn? Because the word is there. Also spend time in the word of God personally studying. And I'm here for you. If you have any question, if you need, there are many people that I'm working with in the word. Naturally, when I meet a person and they, and they receive the spirit, I never leave them that way. I walk with people in the word. There are many people I've walked with and I've seen their lives being transformed. I walk with you in the word because Jesus said, make disciples. Jesus didn't say, go and get me converts. He said, make disciples. How do you make disciples? By training them in the word, by walking them in the word, teaching them the word, teaching them the Holy Spirit so that they can know the Holy Spirit for themselves and he can reveal many things to them. We are not called to make people to submit to us. That is not the, the, the it. We are called to make disciples because when you learn from me, when you learn from another, you go and teach others. That's how we make disciples from all nations. The knowledge you receive, you go and share with others. So I believe, I believe that's all you need to know about mind renewal. And I want you to know the only way you can see a transformed life the only way you can transform other lives is if you renew your mind. So just take a moment and look at yourself. Do you think you are really living in the fullness of the Christ in you? Do you think there is, there is something you are lacking, you know, like, because the truth is not that you are lacking, the truth is that you are lacking knowledge. You can only live us by the knowledge you have. That's why God says my people perish for lack of knowledge. God did not say my people are perishing because of corona. God did not say my people are perishing because of HIV and diabetes. God said my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. Because even this corona, even this diabetes, even this HIV, even this, all these problems, they have already been taken care of in the body of Jesus. What you need is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is the only one that can pull all the strongholds out of your mind and put them down. What we need is knowledge, church. Knowledge is now when we renew our minds, see things as God does, taking our authority as the sons of God, seated at the right hand of the Father. Thank you so much for following. Thank you so much for listening. 
maybe you're following here for the first time, you're hearing about the gospel for the first time, and you are convinced of this Jesus who died for you and paid for your sin. Wherever you are, I want you to know that Jesus loves you, and it is true. Jesus died for your sin and is resurrected on the third day. And if you believe in him, he will seal you with his spirit. Wherever you are, if this gospel has preached Christ to you, just believe and call his name. Say, Jesus, I believe, and God will be there with you. He gives you his spirit. God has no distance. He is not limited with any distance. I may be limited with geographical distance, but he is not. He is the spirit. He is everywhere. He is right there with you. If you are convinced, just believe and walk in the newness of life. And remember, I am here. My Facebook channels and, and all the channels of communication are open. You'll see down there about where you can write to me on Messenger and my WhatsApp number. And remember, I'm always here to walk with you in the newness of life. Thank you for today. And you are blessed. Amen.